Rip it. What is rip it? it? <laughs> I'm going to rip it. All right, I'll rip it. God, that's a surprise. What is it? It's a CD. Joni Mitchell, wow. To continue your emotional education. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. That's great. My brilliant wife. Ah, yes. in downtown sunny L.A. where they play for pay. Yes, the playground to the stars, the love, the life, the heartache, the passion, and everyone's in it to win it. Today is no exception. It's an all-new Nightfly Daytime Edition, and it starts right now. Good afternoon, everybody. Who should I say good evening? But it is the afternoon. Recording in the afternoon. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> um, yes, and here we are, another edition of the Nightfly from Los Angeles, California, the place where Dave Joskow usually hates, but he's here and having a, the time of his life, the time of his life, having a wonderful time at the Exalt Studios, the lovely Red and Gene helping us once again. And uh, my co-host all this week, William McLaughlin, joining us once again. Hello, William. Hi, David. And a very, very special guest. Uh, one of the, one of the, maybe one, possibly could be one of the greatest podcast guests of all time. And Radio Guy, because uh, this is an honor to have you here. Please, everybody, please say hello to Rachel Butera. Hi, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> greatest podcast guest of all time. Um, it's well because. If you're, you know, if people uh, know you from the Howard Stern show or whatever and stuff, obviously we'll get to all that stuff. But um, if, you know, if you do voices, that makes you the greatest guest anywhere of all time, especially on a, on a radio like, you know, an audio, I'm not saying anything about your appearance or anything. I mean, you look beautiful. But I'm just saying, like, you're made you're for radio. TV, you're made it. for radio. Face for radio, yes. Uh, I get no, no, no. It. But I'm saying, like, that makes you, like, just the best guest because, you, you know, it's, it's just going to rule. Well, thank you know, you, you're Dave. great. I mean, you're, this is a, a real honor, and um, I just turned it off because I can't concentrate with the music. The honor um, is all mine. But uh, thank you so much for coming. I can't even believe uh, that you were able to come or available, and we met through a mutual friend, Roger. Yeah. And it's so awesome because um, I am a huge, huge Howard Stern fan. Me too. Really? Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> I figured. But um, you have, I mean, I, I've, I've been a Howard Stern fan since 1982. Ooh. Uh, being a Jersey boy myself, yeah. you're also from New Jersey. Jersey. From Bloomfield, aren't you from uh, the TikTok Diner? You used to work there. Bloomfield, or? well, that's Clifton. I'm from Bloomfield. Oh, sorry, I thought <laughs> yeah, that was. Don't get it mixed up. Sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I remember that diner because I took some sort of uh, standardized testing for Hebrews um, <laughs> around that area. Oh, Passaic, probably. That's where all the Jews are. In oh, is it? I don't know. I just remember my mother making me taking standardized testing for Jews. I guess they want to see how much you know about finance. What is that? I don't know. Is the <laughs> Bene Brith testing or something? <laughs> I, 
I, I, what's the outcome I know the of that? Like, what's your if you? I how think do you they fail put you that? into the oven or something. If you oh, don't oh, oh, oh no! What is the outcome of that? Why would they test Jews for? What are they testing for? I don't know. That's the thing. It was never. I've never heard about it since. I've never heard about it after or before. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard any other person taking that test. But for some reason, you know, my mother's really Jewy, and. Um, you know, she she's reverse prejudice. She hates anybody that's not Jewish, right, right. which is odd. She was very nice to me at the. the yeah, at she the was being Passover. polite because you were a homosexual, and that oh, was right. a new yeah. thing. And yeah. you know, uh, but you hit it off with my nice grandmother too. That was very right. well. They were very. Um, they they liked interesting people coming over because you know my dad. Uh, was kind of an ass, and he didn't have any friends, and there was nobody there. So to bring anybody over <laughs> was fun. I'd always tell this. I knew this one black girl, and I, uh, I'm, I'm looking to you guys to. When I, say this, <laughs> I always told her. I always told her to come over. I'm like, hey, you want to give my mother a heart attack? Why don't you come over to dinner one time? And she's like, oh, I'd love to do that. Like, I think. She, I, yeah, I would say she would be nice. Of course, she would be nice. But um, I came home one day from college with an earring and a girl, and she went into the bathroom and cried. <laughs> Because I had an earring. I used to think about these days with tattoos and everything. You know, it's like, I mean, it's just a little earring I could get rid of. I mean, I still have the hole. So it worked for like 20 years, right? I remember, Until he, yeah, yeah. he told me I was too old to wear it. Um, <laughs> it still breaks my heart. Because only black guys can pull that off when you're older. No, it's true. Bums me out. And uh, Harrison Ford for some reason. Because, I mean, if you're Hans Hall, you can do whatever you want. So, um, but yeah, I remember I came and she cried. She went to the bathroom and cried and would open the door. But I wasn't sure if it was just the non-Jewish girl I bought or the earring. We never really found out. But she's still alive. I can ask her, but I don't like talking to her. So, um, but yeah, we we I remember. Yeah, she and then my sister was like, "Oh, everybody knows you finally got laid. That's why you came here with an earring and a girlfriend." It was so embarrassing. They, they, they figured it out. Yeah, you know, it's like a, I was like, "No, I've been laid before." <laughs> was, but it was so obvious. Like my dad was like, "What's the matter with you?" But I was like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" I was. It had to happen sooner or later. You know, I had to. I had to bust my own hymen. Oh. <laughs> Is that a Jewish joke? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> how did, right. How did Hyman I had feel a cousin named Hyman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, um, there's a, a really, really 500-pound <laughs> woman at my office who I've known for years who I don't think has had sex. She's 60. And I told her to go to the gynecologist once because she was she just kept having accidents. And I feel like this I is said, I think you need somebody wrong. to bust your hymen. Now, why should I have to tell her that? <laughs> but I did, and I think she told me she went to the gynecologist, but I have heard recently that she might have lied to me. Oh. <laughs> She's a horrible woman, so I don't <laughs> mind saying it. So when people come to the office and they say, why are you making fun of that fat girl at the office? And I go, oh, she's a horrible human being. She <laughs> hates gays, blacks, and Jews in that order. Oh. And um, now I get suspended at my office all the time, but she comes in and she's like, somebody should shoot Obama. Like, she loves Trump and loves her. And I'm like, wait, how do I get suspended for just saying, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, something stupid, not racist or prejudice or anything. Like, just you said... Uh, um, God, I hate you, or something to somebody, and, and I got suspended. And she's because somebody should shoot the president in the head and take him out. But she because she's fat, and they were like, oh, we don't want to mess with that. We don't want to mess with that. Meanwhile, she's horribly prejudiced and a horrible person and a horrible human being, and, and she loves Trump. And welcome. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I like to open in an awkward uh, way. I like to make my guests feel awkward as soon as we get here. <laughs> We can edit this, right? Uh, I'm just kidding. I never edit. Never edit. Never edit. That's, That's the name your of the motto. podcast. Never edit. Right. Anyway, um, uh, Vanessa's here also, and, and thank you. We have the, in this lovely studio, and it's so nice Thanks and cozy. Vanessa. Are you comfortable on the couch? You know, you can sit back if you want to move them. You can no, take the mic like out of the stand to, if you want. I like to keep a surfboard back if I possibly. I'm working on my posture. It's bad. 
I'm getting older. I'm losing calcium by the oh. minute. So oh. <laughs> I, I try and do that, too, but everybody says, you look weird when you're doing that. You do. I, I like to sit like a dancer. Yeah, I mean, see, hey. it's good, yeah, but it feels you. weird. <laughs> it's good for you. Well, I'm one of the few males you'll meet that has taken tap and ballet class, as William knows. Indeed. Um, I used to be a big dancer, and then, um, you know, I just started losing my hair, and I gave up. I don't know if you were ever a big dancer. I was big. <laughs> I big, William. I was a song and dance man. A song and dance <laughs> man. And, uh, well, see, I think, you know, I'm pretty much older than everybody and uh, than in this room. And back in the day, when you wanted to get into show business, my parents told me, you have to learn to sing and dance. Then otherwise, you're not going to make it in show business. Triple threat. Which is kind of funny, because then all the comics I met after me, they, they had no... They're like, what? Why would you need to do that? I'm like, because... Well, I don't know. What if you're Peter Lawford and you're asked to be in a, a show where you have to sing and dance? I, that's what my dad was basing it on this movie called Good News where Peter Lawford had to sing and dance. Now, I didn't know who Peter Lawford was. I don't even know who he is now. But apparently he's in this musical and he's got to wave his arms and, and sing and dance and he was horrible. Isn't he the Rat Pack guy? I think he was, right? Yeah. Wasn't he one of the, with the Sammy and, and all those so. guys? And He was. And then he yeah, married okay. a Kennedy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's nice. Marry a Kennedy. I've always wanted to be a Kennedy, but in the, the next life, the next life. Right. right now I'm Jewish and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Rachel, you're Italian? I'm Italian and Irish, yeah. Why is everybody something else and I'm just Jewish? I wish I was Jewish. This stinks. I'm a Jew at heart. Thank you for saying that today. Mm-hmm. But um, we know when you leave, I'm like, can you edit that out? But anyway, 1982, I was listening to Howard when he was on NBC. I couldn't believe I was in high school, mm. and I was, like, listening to Howard. And I, and I, would, I would tell other people I was driving in the car, I'm like, you got to turn on 66, that guy's amazing! <laughs> and then in 1983, I was on the show a couple times. We, me and Alan Klein were talking about this. We were movie reviewers, just Alan Klein. Oh. And we would be college movie reviewers. And it was, like, the most exciting thing. John Bon Jovi's dad used to cut my hair uh, as he owned a salon. And, you can't get more um, jersey than that. He doesn't get more jersey, no. You can't get more jersey And we all had that. the, um, but he had a guy there that just made everybody's hair look like his. So we all had the feather-backed, you know, hair. I had lots more hair. Um, now, I just had an afro, but, or a jufro at the time, but um, they tried to straighten it out. Like, they really, I'm like, I didn't ask you to straighten it out. I was like, no, everybody has to look like my son. And um, because uh, the guy who's my friend, the keyboardist, Dave Bryan, uh, is my we went to high school together and we're friendly and you know he, they had to really work with him and his hair he got extensions he's got the, he can't r- get rid of the Jewishness he can change his name all he wants but he's still Dave Rajbaum um, I don't think it's a secret or anything I mean it's a, did I blow it for him Maybe well the four care. people that listen to this exactly <laughs> I told you it's five now that we're in LA That's we've true. expanded our base but yeah, I was on the, the show, and I've just been such a huge fan ever since. Didn't even know Robin was black. It's so funny, and now in this day and age, you'd never know. And never knew, because you'd never know by his, until I saw a poster. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I don't understand. What's happening here? Yeah. And I mean, that was fascinating alone. Mm-hmm. Was, things were just so different. There was no way to get any you know, other information right. about them, and you couldn't look up what they... Yeah, I didn't know what Howard looked like. I, I was like, he, that's the way he looks? That didn't mm-hmm. make any... His voice didn't... Add up to his, you know, the, the the one you see in private parts, the mustache and right. the hair. Yeah. But that's so perfectly radio, though. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah well, I he knows. He talks about it all. Yeah. He's like, I had a face for radio. Yeah. When I was a youngster, I talked my way on, into a radio station to work with an AM station in New Hampshire. And it, it and one of the reasons why I didn't stick around is because I, there's not a lot of attractive people. Because you were a handsome man. <laughs> Seriously. It was it was that, that was this, this this whole tribe of people that worked at these at these weird uh, radio stations and I was like and they'd sleep on the couch in the lobby yeah and they're stuff disgusting like 
Except for the people, like I said, I knew I knew some. Pre- I used to. I was telling these guys uh, the last podcast that I used to throw parties for like K Rock mm. and my roof and stuff. They were they were attractive people. Yeah, well, then I mean, you, get you get to, to the, a certain level was, and yeah, right, right. How long were, how long have you been working on the show? Um, seven seven years. Wow, you've yeah. been working on Howard for seven years. I mean, now? I don't I don't but you, work on. I'm not. But an no, right. But, well, first show. of all, you won the contest, right? Yeah. That's how it started. I won an impression contest. Really? Who did you beat? Four other guys. Four oh, you beat dude. Guys. You beat a guy that did Obama too, right? Was uh, that that, that one? was the second contest. The first contest, it was all like staff members and whack packers. So it was like Gary the Retard. It was uh, John the Stutterer. <laughs> it was Bigfoot. Wait, and they were doing imitations. These guys. So were basically, doing... you were brought in to just win. No, no, it was a contest, and I happened to win. Well, how would you how would you lose to Gary the Retard? Because the guy the who did Gary the Retard. No, no, no. Well, Gary's it was not impressionist. Do impressions. Doing Gary the Retard. Oh. Doing Bigfoot. Doing. Oh, I thought you were, oh. you were right. I thought and you were up against. I'm like, hey, oh, uh, listen, okay. Rachel. No offense, you're very good at imitation, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could be <laughs> Gary the Retard <laughs> in an imitation contest. That's what I thought you meant. Oh, I remember. Oh, so okay. It was an impression doing... contest, Dave. Everybody was like, what, doing okay, sorry. What's your John the Stutterer? Can no, you... no. The guys were doing the guys, and oh. I did Underdog, Underdog Lady. I did Lady. Little Lupe the Porn Star. Oh, I did Tracy right. Millman, who used to work. Oh in the my God! Oh, right, right. I remember her. Douche. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's long gone. What did you What did you win with? What, what I won think? with Underdog Woman. The... Yeah, so she it's Underdog Lady, who's Underdog been. Lady. Uh, she was on the Howard Stern show, the TV show, the Channel Nine right, show. I remember that. And we found her, yeah. and you know, we found her because yeah. such a you know, he's such a part of my life. <laughs> And they, they found her, and she was just this character that would dress up like Underdog, who's so funny because he talks about it now. Like, nobody knows who that is, I and it's know. funny that she's so dressed up. <laughs> so you were on, like, a week ago, and this is, like, the highest honor that you could have yeah. as a Howard Stern person. You were there to technically produce the show right. as Underdog Lady, which meant you had wow. free range. They put your mic on, and when you felt like saying something, I mean, that is the highest honor What's that? Because you were a Howard Stern too, fan. What is that like? It's a lot being, of pressure. Yeah, it's no, pressure, yeah. It is. I do have guys in the room with me. Like, there's other... It's not just me with my finger on the button. There's, like, a director in there, and we're all sort of, like, working together. Um, but, yeah, it's... Every time I go, I'm like, I cannot believe I get to do this. I used to fantasize about being on that show my whole life. And yeah. then I'm just like, I'm... I'm Rachel Whoa. from Bloomfield is sitting here <laughs> doing this. Like... It's mind blowing every time. So yeah. Oh god, it's so I got to be on the wrap up show last year, oh, which was so cool. exciting yeah. for me. You know, I'm friends with Ross Zapin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I love um, Ross. You know, he's kind. Sometimes he writes the dirtiest and... bits for me. When I... Yes, <laughs> I didn't say he was bright. Wait, is that I Ross Zapin? Yeah, Red no. hair? Like <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's the he's like in charge of. Sirius, oh, that's the other like, Ross. Yeah, okay, um, I always get confused. No, he but well, he would probably do that anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it's it's such it's like the highest of all honor. It really is. It's, you can't go any higher on the show unless you're Artie Lang, you know, and sitting in. I sat in the Artie chair. That you, was I no, think I you was didn't. Even higher. So I sat. Not only did I sit in the Artie chair and do a whole show for like an hour. Or no, so, that was like after I won the contest in September. We did like a follow up in January, and I got to sit in the fucking Artie chair. Like just you or other just people? Me. No, me. Doing... And they said we want you to be on the show today and do all your voices. Yeah. I and s- but were you in as somebody else, or were you Rachel? And then he said, like, the, 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 do with he, sour shoes. He talked to. It was like he would talk to me as these people, but then he would talk to me and Rachel and like interview me and stuff and then wow. a couple of years later I was on the couch and he was interviewing me on the couch while I did impressions so I've been like a guest I've been behind the scenes I I've been in the arty chair like so I know it's crazy right because you do a lot of you do Wendy the retard or yes. Wendy the yeah. <laughs> that's right I heard oh, wait I think I even had a did I have a clip oh no I didn't I uh because I remember I um I heard that that 
unlike what you, you that's the thing you have to be a fan of the show yes. to do it just right because right he's asking you the questions and you know exactly what to say yes <laughs> <laughs> That's all she says. Right, I know, right. That's not all she says. Right, right. He'll go on with it for like 10 straight Jimble Kimble. Jimble Kimble. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, when, when you, uh, you know, when you were on America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. I only started watching because Howard was on. There was a couldn't yeah. care left for the show. And I mean, I think everybody that was listening to the Stern show was rooting for you. And I always wondered what happened. Because um. you were... Better than everyone else. Thank you. And he was rooting for you, even though he couldn't judge, which was a bummer. Yeah. Should have pretended like you didn't know each other somehow. I know. What were you doing? I didn't see that. What were you, what voices were you doing on America? I did, uh, I did a little Rosie O'Donnell oh, okay, on there. Okay. Um, I did some Wanda Sykes. Oh, nice. Uh, I did Joan River. Joan River. Uh, she was still alive. She was still alive. Um, I did, uh, who else did I do? Oh, a uh, uh, Whoopi, a little Whoopi. That's so, that Whoopi's really good. I also, I saw you do Sarah Silverman the other day. Yeah, I, I, I didn't do her on America's Got Talent, but I'm, I'm doing her now. Um, yeah, so I did those, uh, those couple of movies. Oh, wow. But, but the best part about you is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, because I used to do imitations. When I, when <laughs> oh, you I did like, Ed Wynn. Ed Wynn. Yeah, that's well. That's why you haven't heard of me until today. My cousin Edwin. No, no. no. He used to talk like this. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and again, I was telling these guys before. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I used to be the king of imitations, but I was doing. I was telling. I was doing imitations from the '60s. People from the '60s in the '80s, right. and I would walk off stage. And I was just. We just talked about this before that John Stewart still mocks me to this day because I would do this. Imitation from this show called My Three Sons. I would I do Ernie show. Douglas. Yeah. And he was like, you still doing that, uh, Ernie Douglas? And I'm like, you're <laughs> such an asshole. I hate you so much. <laughs> so, but the best part about you is, and I kind of understand about doing imitation, something I never could get down. I pretty much just, the reason why I played that clip up front is because. I know. What was I'm, that? I'm doing a version of Love Actually, mm. just the way I did Grease, the comedy seller on December 19th. <laughs> and I'm basically only doing it so I can do my Alan Rickman where I'm like, to continue your emotional <laughs> education. That one line is the reason I'm doing the entire show. Wow. And that's how I live my life. <laughs> and I basically just do um, lines from the movie. So what I was saying is you have material that's really good and that's what makes you, that's what makes somebody a really good impressionist, that you have your own material uh, that goes with the uh, unbelievable impressions you do. It has, it's a twofold thing. You can't just do the lines from the movies. Yeah. You know, so that's what makes it good. And that's why I was surprised that America's Got Talent. But it's probably best that you didn't do it because that same season, I know my friend Joe Matteris was on. Yeah, yeah. And they did a butcher job on him, which I they have did. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, they did. 46 years old, two kids, which has been killing me. I gotta be honest, uh, you hear the evil music in the background? I know. He said, <laughs> they, they edited it. They made me look like an asshole, which when you hear it like this instead of seeing it, it does sound creepy. Is it, is it like yeah. one kid, it was so much easier. All I had to do was drink like two beers at dinner. And I'd be like, ah, where is he going? You know? <laughs> he just broke that thing I loved. No laughs. Oh, that's, that's horrible. You know, it can continues. I just explain that to you? Oh, please. Empty room, except for the four judges. Just the four judges. No, it's no worse. It's not even fair for comedians. That's that's the complete part of the competition that is unfair. Just like um, when you're supposed to redo your best 
performance if you're a singer yep. that's easy to do. But how is right, that fair right. for a comedian if you've heard the material already? Yeah, it's it's complete. Oh. It's not fair at all. But this still makes me laugh. Uh, another thing is potty trading is brutal. I didn't know this when I was having kids. My son's just bent over, pants down, just waiting for me. And I just had enough, you know? I'm like, you're six. I look at him, you're six years old. Like, why do I still have to wipe you? I swear to God, this is his answer. He goes, because it's gross. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Well, let, let me do it then. That makes sense. And, and You guys are being tough on me on purpose. I can feel that. <laughs> See, oh. they were. That's it for me. That's it for me. Thank you. I was humiliated. Thanks, Joe. I bet. I bet. Wait, here's the best part. I'm hoping they were playing poker with me. All right, well... We'll find out. We'll definitely find out. It was not good. The last time, it was amazing. Now explain something to me. Where, where was the uh, church line? Not a setup. No jokes. No jokes. I really feel like this might be it. And it was. And he was never heard from again. <laughs> it's so sad. He just put out a new album. He's fine. He, He's, this is what he does. Right. Um, he doesn't have any jokes. So that's why I'm not going on because this will be me, but that would be hilarious. That's what would be more hilarious than this happening to me? Nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I told my friend, I'm friends with this girl, Sharon Houston, you know, sure, and sure. she just started working on AGT and I said, you know, I've always had this idea where um, I come on, you know, as one of the town, and I'm like, my talent is... Um, I uh, shoot baskets and basketball like I'm wearing the shorts like you're wearing and I shoot baskets to music you know that's it like, I never miss you know and, and then I just it. keep missing nonstop, and it's just like this rap music that I don't belong in you know like with the old man with the shirt trying to shoot the basket and, like, and they just buzz immediately I don't know that's the gag that's the one I want to, want to do really like they have to get a basketball hoop like they have to get all this stuff for my act right. yeah. but I don't use any of it like, I just dribble the ball I don't even bother shooting and like I thought you were going to shoot baskets too risky I might miss you know but but yeah no so I always think because I know that was the same season also yeah and um by the way the way this podcast works is i talk and i don't let my guests talk I, I see um that. so this, this is chilling. normal um i might let you talk later maybe do an imitation i'm not sure but um i uh what was i gonna say the uh, look i threw myself off by being so boring uh i Oh, you were also on with Wendy Liebman that same oh, season, yeah. and I oh, love her. her. I love her, too. We became really good friends. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, let me tell you something about Wendy. I asked to get her on the show. I know her manager. Sure. Because, um, you, know, you know, I know Amy Schumer pretty well, but she ripped off Wendy Liebman's cadence, and it's a fact. There's a couple of comedians that have done that. Yes, well, there are. The, yeah. But the weird thing is, I remember I'd, I'd known Amy for a long time, but I'd never seen her act. And I was watching it one day, and I'm sitting with somebody, and maybe Rachel Feinstein or something, and, and I go, what is this? Like, I was looking around. I'm like, is it just me? And then clearly it was just me that noticed she's ripping off Wendy. Wendy yeah. Lieberman was this amazing comic in the 90s. She could have been as big as Seinfeld, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a good time for women in comedy. She was very attractive. Was she a Carol Leifer? Adorable. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's who was there, and she wasn't very good. But Wendy yeah. had a cadence, and she had yeah. material. Yeah. She was an outstanding joke writer. Yeah. yeah. And she could have had, like, a Seinfeldian show. I think she did have a show for a while, maybe even, maybe like a pilot or something. Maybe. Because she was really, really good. Yes. And she had this thing, and it was just like she says a joke, and then she talks under her breath about it. Like, yeah. it's a misdirection. I'm 52. I mean, then I'm 56. And then right. I'm 15, like she'll go on and on with it. It's right. adorable. Yeah, and Amy but just it, the, the dark stuff is under her breath. Yeah, that's what's amazing. And Amy yeah. Schumer just 
took it. And I don't even know whether she knows she's doing it sometimes. So then I feel like now she's worked it out where she doesn't do that. But then it was funny that I was glad that that's why I thought Wendy came back to AGT because she's like, look, this girl's doing my act. I have to come back. But I think she was off too long. She was off her game. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened there. I, I never knew her earlier and then I kept hearing about her and then we met we became friends but now that I know her I, I see jokes on Twitter that are like her jokes I, I hear comedians doing her jokes well that's and then she busted Amy for actually stealing one verbatim mm-hmm. they they have the videos the two of them doing the exact same jokes wow. but I don't think Amy stole it I do not for a second but I think it's hard I, I just think I think she must have grown up with Wendy as I did or something and, <laughs> and you just like you know you just get I mean this is a great idea and you yeah. just you fall in like uh, Jay Okerson, you know him? No. Big Jay Okerson. He's a pretty good comic. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. I'm going to get in trouble comic. again. He already hates me because I, I, <laughs> I used to tell Attell, don't have him open for you because he's doing your act. But I didn't mean doing your act. Dave Attell was his hero. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Attell and I are best friends and we've been friends for years. And everybody who's grown up with Dave Attell is somehow doing his act. We were even doing his act. Back in the day, we, there were little instances where you're like, come on, people. And you're doing David Tell, but you can't help it. Mm-hmm. He's such an influence. So all these comics like Sam Morell and Big J. Okerson and um, uh, those other guys, they grew up with the Tell, so they're doing it right. But that happens, and then they grow out of it. So I said, well, Jay figured it out. But that's what happens at first. Mm-hmm. you know. And then they come up with their own thing. But um, Jay will never... Forgive me for saying that. I don't know. <laughs> they, they already played it on his podcast like a hundred times. It made me look look to, like they did with Joe Matarese oh, in AGT. <laughs> I know they really did. Do you do that does that? Him. Where does that fall in terms of without winning AGT? Where does that fall with appearing on AGT? Does that enhance your? Is that going to get you bookings and get you? Didn't do anything for me. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't understand. It's like who did win that year? Like, like why? Like what happened? You do such good imitations. I think, listen, sh- it's a reality show. It's uh, it's, it's a game cast. show. Yeah. It's a reality show oh. that is cast. Oh, okay. Okay. I they knew who I was. Obviously, Wendy's a veteran. They're not pulling people in off the street who have never done anything before. It's yeah, yeah. cast. The right. producers reached out to me and asked me to come on the show. Oh, I, mean, I guess. Oh. That's, okay, that's what okay. Sharon Houston does now. Then she just told me she cast it, but so, I didn't understand what she was talking about. I think they know who they want. I, they, I think they wanted Wendy to. They weren't going to have two female comedians, um, right? And so they, I think they wanted Wendy, which is great. I, I honestly, I hated it. I will never go on a reality show. I despised uh, every minute of it. Yeah, I couldn't do the bullshit smiling, and I couldn't make up the backstory and. When they cut me, I was like, "Whoa, I'm going to Jersey. I can't wait to go see my friends. I mean, that's why they didn't play my exit interview, because I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm like, I can't wait. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah so they're not going to play I that. was on Star Search oh, and you... said the exact same thing. Yeah. Never again. Were you seriously on Star Search? Yeah, you know. You're the one that put me on it. Oh, yes, I you didn't... did. No, it was your fault. Everything is your fault. We talked about this already. <laughs> Everything that's bad in my life is your fault. I didn't put you on Star Search. Whatever. The important thing is we're all together. <laughs> And I went on Star Search, and um, I there was no way I could lose because the guy who I was going with uh, was horrible, and he had no material left. But I lost anyway. Yeah, um, I didn't think I, I thought I was going to win the whole thing before I understood what it was, what the animal was. I was like, I'm going to win this fucking show. I had a plan. Yeah, my plan was I open with my D list stuff, and if I could squeak by, I'm going to get better every week. But uh, <laughs> that's not the way to do it. <laughs> Open with the stronger stuff. Make sure you move on the first time. That's where I messed up. Now, the best part is me and Greg Giraldo. I don't know if you know who that is. Of course, yeah. 
you know, we were the late pretty Greg good friends. Giraldo. So my sister used to work at this job, and she was there was a guy, and she goes, oh, the best comic is Greg Giraldo. And she goes, no, my brother is the best comic. And they would go back and forth. Like So then we both got Star Search, and the kid's like, all right, now we will see <laughs> who is best. We didn't compete against each other, but we competed on the same you know, show, like the same season. And he won with the exact same amount of stars that I lost with. We both oh. got three and a half stars. Mm. But now he's dead, so I've won. Oh. I'm better than Greg Giraldo. It's a I fact. Like, it's a like, fact, jerk off. I feel like talking about being on Greg, uh, being on Star Search today is like back in the day talking about being on the Ed Sullivan show. It's like, well, knew, again, William, I, may, I might as well bring up the My Three Sons thing again. This is what I do. This is why no one's ever heard of me before. I have, you know, stuff from the 50s. Oh, that's you sing. Oh, that's, <laughs> I was like, Vanessa, shut Somebody's up. phone went off. Like, why is Vanessa humming in the middle of everything? I just looking at you. were doing like ventriloquist <laughs> stuff. Are you angry that a ventriloquist... Oh, my God. What about Tom Cotter on AGT? I don't know. Did you see is. what happened? You don't know who that is? No. I, don't, I never in... watched the show. Oh, I only watched because Howard was on. I didn't so I only watched those reason. seasons. Oh, so it the season like it was a horrible experience. Oh, it's horrible. So the season before you got on, it was between Tom Cotter, he was in second place, and a dog act. And I love Tom Cotter. He's a good friend, and he's a good comedian. He did excellent on the show. He was really good. Not not only he knew how to play the game. Not only was he really good; his material was strong. But he knew how to still be funny talking to the judges, which was the key that I told Dan Natterman when he was on. I'm like, you're blowing it. You can still be. That's the gift you do have as a comedian is you can still get votes by talking and be funny to the judges, mm-hmm. you know, unless um, you're Jewish and Do you know Dan Natterman? Um, I only know his name from the show. I don't know him. I have a feeling. I just feel like you would do an amazing Dan Natterman impression. Really? I, uh, <laughs> right? I don't know what he sounds Well, if you like. know how to do Groucho, that's pretty much right. it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that was the other. He knew the banter and everything, and what happened was... He, um, it was between him and a dog act, and it was, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm obviously rooting for Tom, and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to win. He went on first. And then the dog act went second, and the dog comes out in a station wagon, and he's driving with glasses, and his elbows out the window, his paws out the window driving. And I'm like, this contest is over! That's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life! And he just lost by a landslide. That dog was hilarious. Where's the dog act now? Nobody knows. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows what happens to those winners. Right. What's going to happen to that 12-year-old ventriloquist who won? Well, she will never be seen again. Yeah. But if, I... if, if what you're saying is true, that, that they cast it, that's why Tom Cotter succeeded. But they didn't. he didn't succeed. He did exactly what he was brought on the show to do, and yeah. so did you. Yeah, he just did, did my Grease show. Yeah. Right, trust think, me, he does I mean, nothing. I think I might have <laughs> been able to exploit it. I might have been able to make some calls around town and be like, hey, I was on AGT last night. Let me go up at the comedy store here and there. But I, I didn't do that because yeah. I don't know how to do it. Do you do stand-up? You had a bad taste in your mouth about it. Yeah. yeah do you do stand-up? I, I did it for a couple of years. I haven't done it in a while. Well, Roger's always trying to push me, and he's like, you're a stand-up comedian whether you fucking like it or not. <laughs> well, it's true. You know? I mean, you know, people love imitations or you know i mean we also used to be considered hacks as well but i think people if you're really good then people really like you and like i said you have the material so it's really good but you are really good do you think were you working or do you do a hillary clinton imitation um i could do her okay but then howard had that one that was so amazing oh that's not you that's not me oh i thought it was you maybe i don't know i didn't know who it was just like generic hillary you know kind of like this but that girl she's amazing Who's that girl? 
Her name's Rosemary. I don't even know who she is, oh. but she sounds. I know Jessica Curson does a couple yeah, of voices on that show. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff, She's too. really good. You know her? She's funny. Oh, I, I thought maybe you know her because she's a lesbian. Just her I regular might voice. Be. I know you only know you homosexual You know all lesbians? Yeah. <laughs> he knows know all homosexuals. In New York? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like I do know that name, though. Anyway. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so. Hot as balls in here, by the way. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. Really? I'm quite comfortable. Are you really hot? Do you want, I mean... That's um, all right. I can deal with it. <laughs> I could fan you with this piece of paper right now. Too, all right, a couple, there's many more things to discuss. Um, Red, where you go? What's happening? Turn your AC up. Oh, I'm just, I thought you were locking us in here. There was going to be bad stuff. Um, I'm getting a menopause age here. You know. <laughs> Got to be careful. Rachel, you were on my favorite show of all time. I bet you you can't guess what it is. Um... Dog with a blog on Disney. Oh, how did you get that right the first time? That's impossible. <laughs> That's like impossible. But... The great thing about this pet is she can talk. Say, I love Ellen. I love great. Oh. Oh. Come on, I can talk. That's my thing. That's this the dog. Is so frustrating. Quiet, Stan. Lucy's talking. Quiet, Stan. <laughs> this just got personal. <laughs> Cannot I cannot believe I was right. You don't understand. Dog with the Blog is my favorite show. I what? talk about it all the time. <laughs> I, I even got that girl, G. Hanalis, to follow me on Twitter. Stop it. I, that was the best day of my life. She's the lead. In the, she's like a 14-year-old girl. And um, <laughs> She's she, no Casey Frazier. No, she's not. Nobody is. <laughs> but uh, she started following. She like, liked one of my tweets once, and I was like so excited. And then my sister's like, well, just be careful. You know, uh, like, what? What? But, oh no, but she'll be hot when she gets older. No, see, that's not cool either. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Uh, I love that. I like anything where an animal talks, like anything. So it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. So I've been playing clips from Dog with a Blog since the show aired. Like, here's him doing stand up. Hey, Tyler, looking good, buddy. That's the, that's the dog talking. Oh. This is the show with Beth Littleford. Yeah. Oh. This is, yeah. So she's, I mean, it turned out now I hate Beth Littleford, right? So, so I'm glad she got banished why, why? to this show. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't the matter. important thing is. <laughs> I'm glad she got banished to the show. And, of course, on all these Disney shows, they make the parents just look so horrible. Uh So she looks like a jackass, and that makes me happy. And also, Disney is famous for not paying anybody, so at least I don't think she made any money on it. Mm. But here's uh, Stan doing stand-up comedy. Stan's the dog. I know we wanted flatter abs, but this is ridiculous. Oh, my God, use that. And then I said, I know we wanted flatter abs, but this is ridiculous. You stink. That's because I roll in my own poo. What's your excuse? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that dog's amazing. And I love the faux Seinfeld music. I know, right? It's good stuff. Listen, that dog wears glasses and writes a blog with his paws. That's going to get me every time. I had no every idea. time. You were into this The kind show of always thing. ends with him writing his blog. He's like, humans are funny, but his paws are tapping, you know? Yeah. I mean, is it, it's just. Do you me. love uh, hum- adults in, co- in fuzzy costumes? No. I do. No, that bothers me. <laughs> oh, I love it. What Making I do like. Stuff? Yeah, I love. Uh, well, what I do like uh, tomorrow, I have my guest uh, Mitch Watson is coming in, and his dad. Oh, that's right. That's right. Worked on HR Puff and stuff, and these oh. children's shows from the 70s that I worship. My favorite thing is when you see those uh, adults in costumes and they have the head off and they're going over the script. Yeah, I know. That's my favorite it's the thing. Best. Yeah. I love so it. One of my uh, gags that I do uh, uh, that I end uh, my horrible comedy with is, um, but I enjoy it, so who cares? This one particular bit is um, the documentary of the Star Wars when they made the 
horrible episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> they did a documentary on the making, and they have uh, George uh, Lucas saying like, "Oh well, when we were doing it, we wanted to get the guy who played Chewbacca. We wanted to get a Peter Mayhew back in his Chewbacca costume. We had to have Peter Mayhew." <laughs> Because I needed his eyes. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The guy's in a gorilla costume. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who's a I mean, if he was dead, they'd be like, you get anybody. I don't really give a shit. But he was like being polite. And then they cut to Peter Mayhew, who plays Chewbacca. And he's got the head off. I'm already <laughs> laughing. And then he's just, and he talks like this. He goes, but I couldn't even believe I got the call. I'd love to do another stuff. He talks with a proper British accent. It was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is my favorite thing. The guy pulls off the costume and he's like, hello. And it's like when, when that HR puppet stuff talks with that stuff. Right. Hi, Jimmy. But then when he takes the head off, he's like, well, I really got it. Oh, that was my, my, remember that old gag I used to do about um, that girl from uh, Facts of Life who was a retard? Yes. And she used to talk, and she was a uh, Jerry Jewel. Jerry. And she was like, Blah, can you tell the right, to tell me the guy? But then I met her like in LA once and she was like, I was like, God, I really like your work. I like what you do. She goes, yeah, you know, you stick with something when it works. And no. that's why I like, no, I'm just kidding. But wouldn't that be the best story if that was... That was the gag, you know. I just, like, people hated it. They were so angry about it. Like, they do not like that retard talk, which is now uh, you know, a spectrum, uh, whatever they call it. Yeah. What do they call it? Autism now? <laughs> Asperger's. Asperger's. <laughs> Every man in L.A. has. Uh, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I must. Uh, somewhere. We know, yeah. Now we know Natterman probably has it. Uh. He doesn't listen. Um <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't believe you were on Dog with the Blog. It really makes I me can't happy. Believe you watched that show. So as a Disney employee, which is what you are, right? <laughs> oh, is I, it a Disney? It was Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get the special treatment at Disneyland, don't you? N- no, I get. That's nothing. what you'd think. I get residuals from the show, and I'm fine with that. But yeah. I did get to be on the set of that show for three days recording that. Well, you parody. were. I mean, that's cool. That Whatever. was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was too excited about that. I went on the set of uh, The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. It is pretty but wait, awesome. I know it is awesome. I mean, a, it's okay. You don't get the VIP relax, right? pass? At, uh... As I know. I've never gotten anything, no. <sighs> no, but you get to be on the but set. I... And there's something about Well, you didn't even watch the show, but... There's something about being on the set of a show that you watch, which is very exciting. It's very ex- it was, and I was pretty new to LA, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm that's sitting be on the crazy. set of a sitcom for like three days straight." And then I would just occasionally walk over to the microphone. The set would quiet, and I would do this power voice. It was like incredible. Wow. Yeah. It was how was awesome. that? Um, how was that girl, G. Hannah? So I like her. She's uh, who's that? She's the daughter, cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. Was she nice? Was she friendly on Everybody the set? Everybody was really <laughs> nice. <laughs> how, was, how was Beth Littleford? Was the she kid right? was hot. The son. Oh my God, that guy's really, I mean, I've heard she's he's very so attractive. I mean, Shut it was up, ridiculous. <laughs> Remember, my wardrobe says I'm not gay. <laughs> now Let alone my apartment's not decorated, beautiful. so I'm clearly not homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, being 50 and living with a cat says otherwise, but you know, uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, that, but that kid is uh, he's yeah, good he's looking beautiful. yeah there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it but um but yeah that's um that's exciting i like being I, you didn't know the show so it's like it's fun when you're on like yeah. a set that you know um when i would come to la i would visit some friends that were on sets and i'd be watching fan of the show really and i'm like exciting. oh my god this is like really cool um because you feel like it's real and then <laughs> yeah. it gets like it gets confusing well, you're like wait a minute i know that dog talks for real <laughs> The dog was kind of cute, too, that guy. Oh, did, wait, they had a real dog? <laughs> no, the guy. Oh, it was a puppet dog? The guy oh, the guy that was doing the voice? Yeah, the guy Oh, he's good looking? Dog. You wouldn't think that. He was kind of cute. See, I always think it's like Wallace Shawn, you know, like from... Uh... <laughs> I clearly wouldn't choose the line in front of you. No. <laughs> dog with a plug. <laughs> Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> but I do... Oh, that's so funny. I, um, wait, I had to... Oh, what was that thing? Um, 
I went to the set of I think I did. Oh, I like to I um I do like those puppet shows though. I I can't help myself. I worked with Smigel on TV Funhouse. Oh, I love. So I do. Shows. I just love stuff with pets and and puppets. Yeah, I, I love puppets. I don't know why. I, I did some sock puppet shows here in LA. That was fun. The, you used to do sock puppet there was shows. A, there's a group out here that puts on like half hour sitcoms as sock puppets. No, really? so we did Golden Girls, Roseanne. I did The Simpsons. Oh, what like, fun! Yeah, it was I really would not fun. be interested in that. No, uh, you I know. would be totally interested in that. <laughs> How have I not What's heard of that? Um, Our, sock puppet sitcom theater. Duh. Pretty yeah, right, right, Two right, gay right, guys. Right, right, what is that group? Surprise. Wait, they're homosexuals? Two gay guys. I had a question about uh, you were on that show, First Impressions. Now, mm. I think I watched it because you were on it. I only watched one episode. I don't like Dana Carvey. I really can't stand it. We, really? we had this conversation earlier. He was talking about Dana Carvey. I thought he was talking about Dana Gould, and I said, I don't like that guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let me, I'm going to ask you this, and you can choose to answer if you want or not, but, um, Nobody listens, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. So glad I drove all the way down. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> right. it. Um, no, but uh, did, was he okay with you? Did he you was like him? the loveliest man I've ever met. I feel he's threatened by people that do better imitations than him. He didn't seem to be at all with me. Um, he was just, we sat together getting our makeup done and he was, he was like, you know, I wish this was paying more money than it is. And he was like, just be cool, relax, don't be nervous. It's just fun. He was so, he couldn't be nicer. No, First Impressions was a game show where you could, would compete against other people and Tom Arnold and Dana Carvey would judge, right? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. would the audience judge? They, well, no, it would be Dana Carvey and a different celebrity. And you won the whole thing, right? I, I won that show. Yeah, wow. I did, I won that now, show. Now, see, maybe he was, because I think I remember him I've seen him do this, and I have a personal problem with him, but um, the, uh, I'll tell you what it is. You don't like his smell? <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, but no, um, I've seen him with other male comics, and if they're going to do an imitation that he does, oh, well, that I he'll come understand. in, and I think I saw him do it on that show, and do it like, well, this is the way I do it. Yes. And I think that's very rude. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if I noticed him doing that, maybe a little bit now that you to say the boys. it. To the boys. To the guys, Exactly. Yeah. He's not going to be thrown So I me. auditioned for because uh, Louis C.K. was kind of so Louis and Bob Swingle brought me into Dana Carvey's show when mm. he had the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show. Now I understand if somebody doesn't find me funny, I completely get it. It's happening in this room now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I was doing it. I was doing my thing, but he wasn't laughing in the lead. He hated mm. me. It was very clear. So I got a problem. I'm just like he was like rummaging around in his seat. I mean, you could be polite. Oh. Yeah, it was like really bad. But I, and Louie and R- Rob Spine was like, no, this guy's like pretty good recommendation. So I'm like, <laughs> right, look at right, this guy. Right. So then I'm like, I don't think I do imitations better or anything. I'm just saying, you know, just you could be polite. Yeah. Well, he was what being, imitations were you doing? Those ones I told you about before. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, the ones from the 60s that nobody remembers? Uh, what's the difference? Shecky Green, Shecky Gordon, what's his no, name? No, worse than that. Ruth uh, Gordon, he does an excellent Ruth Gordon. I do an excellent Ruth, Ruth. Gordon, which I believe Come I did. Come on, Harold and Maude. Yeah, oh, see, she knows. She gets it. Shut up, William. <laughs> I do old people, too. I do, like, Ethel right. Merman and uh, uh, Anne Ramsey, because there's a huge call for that. Yes, Anne there Ramsey. is for me and my uh, sister. She's throw mama from the train. Oh, oh <laughs> The mother my. from the Goonies, or the old lady from the Goonies. Okay, yeah, she was it, disgusting. Yeah, horrendous. Oh. Um, I am going to see, uh, and I'm putting, you know how I said I wasn't gay? <laughs> now I, how I'm you going keep to say something so gay. gay right now that there's no way anybody will ever believe that I am not gay. <laughs> but I'm going to say anyway. Uh, my sister and I have never been more excited. We are going to see the woman that originated the role of Annie 
uh, Andrew McCardle at a cabaret club, uh, <laughs> like next week. Did Scotty arrange that? No, he won't even come. We thought he would love it. Literally, and the um, day her name's Andrew McCardle, and she she's you know on the album. You know, she's the one who's saying tomorrow and all that song. And we can't wait because she's a belter like Ethel Merman. Oh. And we love Stop. women like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, I could do you love do that. a little of the Ethel Merman? <clears throat> so Remember her in Airplane? That's, of course. That's like the. <laughs> Y'all be good. Y'all be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. It was like, that and was then it. she gets out of right, the bed. And then she gets uh, the, uh, the, lack of the, uh, the uh, injection. And then yeah. Coming like, ah, right. up, Rose. Well, it's funny because. Uh, <laughs> I had a, a clip from that because um, in, in my world... Wait till you see this connection coming. <laughs> there was a show in the 70s with a talking dog called Mac, Macduff, I think. Macduff the Talking Dog. Now, there's not even clips in it because the clips allegedly burned in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, somebody just got angry. Like, like the whoever created the show was like was on heroin, like Alf, you know, and be like, fuck all this! And they put gasoline on it. And, you know, and he... Well, actually, I have, I have a clip. I found a clip. But, oh my uh, god, amazing. <laughs> oh wait, here. You know, it's uh, no easy job covering up for an invisible talking sheepdog. Sometimes I think he should have the veterinarian's license instead of me. Like, this is a promo for the show and then and then the dog talks. Wait, let me see. Oh, that's, that's, that's the dog. That's the dog? Disappearing. Okay. That's no way to speak to your family goals. Is that George Burns? No. Do you hear that girl? Yeah. Okay, so I'm listening to this stupid thing because I, you know, I'm obsessed with talking dog shows. So I'm listening to this and I hear this dog and I'm, this girl and I'm like, oh my God, that girl sounds so familiar. Where is she from? And I found it. It was here. Excuse me. I happen to be passing. I thought you'd might like some coffee. Airplane. Black oh, like my nice men. You. Thank you. I'd like stamp. Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my men. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little girl saying that, though. That's so funny. But how weird is it? I mean, how weird am I that I'm like, I know that girl from somewhere. Damn it, damn it. I knew it, I knew it. And then I can't believe I found, like, I was obsessed for like, meanwhile, it's so much easier now. I could obviously find it on the internet, but it was tough. It wasn't as easy as you'd think. That's funny. How brilliant is Airplane? What? Oh, it's amazing. So that's why it's funny that you brought it up. I was just like, you see why I need the computer now? You never know. You brought it What's going to come up? Yeah, why would I even have I made my father bring me to that movie when it first came. Came out. And here's how I know I was adopted. I thought it was hilarious. You were adopted? Dad, my dad didn't laugh through the whole thing. <laughs> what? Oh, your stepdad. Yeah. Your adopted dad. My adopted dad. He's not a real dad. Because you're, right. as we went in the other podcast, right. your dad liked right. comedy. You're what you thought was your dad, but you had a Steve Jobs thing going when he right. was a douchebag. Okay. Right. Um, not a douchebag. You just wasn't Hey, whatever. Person. All right. <laughs> Who doesn't laugh at airplane? Right. Your dad's exactly. an asshole. Now that's a douchebag. But he's dead now. So, right, so was so Greg Geraldo. I still made fun of him. Right, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I only care about dead pets. I never dead humans don't bother me for some reason. Yeah. I never cry. I'm just like, oh, your father died. I'm like, eh, what are you gonna do? But my cat died like a month ago. Um. But it's not right because God hates me. Um. I was just saying, God hates me. God hates me. And then that hurricane happened with you know. Uh, 
a Harvey. Yeah. And uh, those are the people that moved from Katrina to Houston because their house was underwater uh, from Katrina. So if that happens again a second time and you're waiting on your roof for a helicopter to come save you a second time in one lifetime, God thinks you're a bit much. <laughs> I don't know why I directed that to you, Gene. <laughs> you're looking right in his face. <laughs> But any, yeah, so that, but that, uh, sh- I just, but I get mad at Dana Carvey because I do feel like he's like, I'll step in with my impression. He's obviously very good, but I was upset that uh, he didn't do that to you. But I'm glad you won the whole thing because you're Thank completely you. deserving of it. Thanks. Wait, uh, Roger just told me you do. Oh, he told me you do Joan Cusack. <gasps> yes, I do Joan Cusack. It's a very obscure impression. No, it's wonderful. You probably can't find any other woman who does her. <laughs> That's perfect. Who cares? It's perfect. Because <laughs> nobody needs that. <laughs> no one cares. Yes. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> she gets loud and crazy. <laughs> I, really do, I do shit nobody needs. That's why I don't do stand-up, because I'm like, who fucking cares? I don't, I don't know. Nobody cares. I do like the most obscure, like, you know, who needs a Joan Cusack impression? Right. I don't really well, know that's why do I don't understand it. how we've never met before. <laughs> This is my life. You know, I'm. You could just doing... play my demo tape over and over and over again. I, I, I have. <laughs> Actually, I I have, and and uh, I was listening to it, and uh, quite frankly, if you would be up for doing it, I um oh I have oh have it's in my blue. No, I have. Um, maybe you know the lines. Um, it's uh, I have. Um, I, I don't know with you. Here. <laughs> I'm going to give you this. If you want to, would you be interested in singing this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. <gasps> oh my God. You want me to sing the whole song? No, no, no. Just the first, like, I've got the uh, karaoke version. Oh, okay. Is this okay? Yeah. I'm bad at coming in, though. Point at me when I'm supposed to come in. No, I'll know. What? I said, I'm bad at coming in. See, I missed it already. You got to do it again, right? Oh, did I miss it? I, I don't know. I never know when to come yeah, in. Yeah, give her some songs. direction. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I I'm a music but person, I, I so I, I always it know where to come in. I know. And yeah. hold your uh, ear like you've got two, the headphones. Two counts. Oh, do the Davy Jones. And then right, she comes. girl, look what you done to me. Another <laughs> reference. Again. All right, we try it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can try it from. The, uh, I think I know where to I'll come do it in. from the very beginning again. Okay. And I'll tell you where to come in. I think where I think is the place to come in. Perfect. And you just, you just, 
I was out of practice. Yeah, but it's you know, but that's the best if you can actually sing like the person. That's what makes it even better. That's what makes it such a good impression because you're able to sing as a person as well. That's tough. That's like. First of all, you didn't know this was coming. I know. I could have done better. To it without even seeing. Yeah, how cool is she? Well, that's because she's an actress. Because that's what you're trained to do. I know. You know, like, can you tap? You're like, of course I can, and then you go home. You're (laughs) You have that tap board in your apartment that I'm always practicing on. You have some wooden board that I. Can you still tap dance? Can you show me a little soft shoe? Oh my god. Uh, Well, that's why I can also do a lot of the ballet movement. I know how to do the five positions. Well, but you've got the trick knee. Uh, Right, right. I got the trick knee, so I won't be able to. uh, And it's more of a video thing. More of a video. So, uh, uh, but that's why. First of all, that song's amazing, and she sings good. And you saw, so I saw it on your. I did see it on your demo. I'm like, boy, she oh, sounds so really funny. good. <laughs> that's a fun imitation. I mean, to do, but like, yeah, nobody cares. I do it at karaoke, like when I'm rehearsing. Oh, I would hope so. Like, oh. oh, my god, yeah, it's fun. Um, not to be like Dana Carvey, but um, I do. <laughs> you do a better. Um, Cindy I do Lover. a better Cindy Lauper. No. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm just comparing experiences. I used to do, again, no one cares anymore, but it used to be a huge bit I could leave off stage with. You probably remember I used to do Michael Hutchins from In Excess. Oh, yeah, that's a good and one. I, and I used to do, I had somebody make, before they had karaoke, I had somebody make the instrumental song yeah, so I could yeah. play it and be like, um, you know, it was a, that he could make anything sound. Now I do feel like Dana Carvey, I'm being a dick. But uh, it's just coming up. I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. He, that Michael Hutchins was so good looking, he could make anything sound sexy. <laughs> so uh, he would, it was called a fat guy with fries. He'd be like, um, <laughs> look at the fat guy eating all of those fries. <laughs> Three quarter pounders and a hot apple pie. <laughs> Look at him go, look at him eat. Makes you wonder how he sees his own feet. I just like singing and dancing. So I love singing, so I would incorporate that. And now no one cares. But that's why I just did a, a thing of Grease at the cellar. I just like to sing. I love to sing, too. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. And no one it. cares, which is All why we're probably do. in the wrong profession. Yeah, except I can't really sing. I can only impression sing. I can't Well, really I guess that's what I do, too. Yeah. That's why, you know, I did Grease and everybody was like, boy, you're a really good singer. I'm like, well, I think I was doing an impression of, you know, because it's crazy. <laughs> Sandy. Who else um, do you sing like? Uh, I, well, you know, I used to do, well, that's why I think why Jon Stewart's always been mad. I, um, I remember I opened for him once and I did Springsteen, but I hated it. But it was a crowd pleaser. I mean, it was a ridiculous crowd pleaser. So I would just do the... You know, thirty minutes of talking, and we were going down the and I had the music playing, and we were going down the Jersey Shore, and you know, I just I got pulled over by a cop, my like, officer, I got a girl, <laughs> and I got to meet her, and then I would sing whatever the song was, and it would kill. It was ridiculous. I just put on the bandana, and it was just, it was hacky, right, right, but it would right. kill. Yeah. And then John was like, "You're an asshole," and he's never forgiven me. Like never, like he again, like Gavigo, he won. <laughs> Forgive me, you won the contest. Leave me alone and stop making fun of me. You still doing that, Ernie Douglas? It's just rude, plain rude. But do you do any other singing impressions, or um, when you're at karaoke, do you do? I do Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's so amazing! I, I love stand her. Back the last time I was there. I've seen her uh, twice in concert, I think. Yeah, she's awesome. But like old Stevie Nicks, like, now here you go again. You said, you know, I can't do it today. I have a fucking fucked up voice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Journey. <laughs> Wait, old you can Journey. do, you say, can do Steve Perry. Like, That's unbelievable yeah. if you can do that. You can sing like that Filipino guy? No, it's <laughs> no, <Steve> <laughs> That's the funniest thing of all time, by the way. Uh, can you, I mean, 
Jovi. Because Steve Perry got that range, you can hit those. I can't. I can't now, but sometimes I can. It depends on like the day, the time, what my voice is like. Like right now, I've been doing a lot of voiceover, so right. my voice is. I sound like Lady Gaga it, right now. But, well, that's your uh, instrument. It's it's so I, instrument. I went to go see the new guy who's the lead singer for Boston because I'm an old man. Mm. That's what we do, and um, <laughs> he's horrible. And Brad Delp, who was, you know, the, this amazing, like a voice like Steve Perry, you know, he died, so they had to replace him. But the guy, the head of Boston, I think his name's Tom Schultz, head um, of Boston. he, uh, right, he is like Dana Carvey, and I don't think he likes anybody to take, pull focus from him, so he got a guy that's worse. And <laughs> the reason I know is because uh, Joan Jett was opening for him, and um, my friend is the lead guitarist, and he told me, he goes, yeah, that guy is an asshole, and he doesn't want anybody to shine, so th- they suck. Mm. Meanwhile, they were like one of my favorite bands. See, ever. I put Boston. Boston See, I'm not gay. Was... <laughs> Boston I, is not. gay. And when I said that, I sat back and was like, "Drop the mic." But Boston <laughs> was like Casey and the Sunshine Band. They were too perfect. Like, shut they, up! They were the go- they... Shut up, faggot! Like, a bunch of slick um, studio <laughs> <Right>. musicians just <laughs> sort of thrown Nothing. together. I said, "You're so pretty, I can't take my eyes off." Well, no, and they're like, "What's?" <laughs> well, I'm taking my time. I don't think anybody looks at me and thinks pretty. I don't think that's... I think they used to. (laughs) No. Your hair, you had like that Justin Bieber hair when I first met you. (laughs) That's why I assumed you were gay the first time. Plus, oh, this guy taught me how to do a Paul Lynn imitation. He was the one that first... Oh, why am I I know it's the I'm saying it like you, you know, Paul Lynn from the 70s. Oh, my God. It's like nothing. What other imitations... Oh, so go ahead. Well, no, this is how people... You can always see a youngster when... If you ever meet a uh, young gay kid, you know before that kid knows that he's gay because yeah. he's doing something super gay but just doesn't realize it. And I was that kid in fifth grade. Really? I was obsessed with Paul Lynn. But I don't think it was because he – I didn't know what gay was in fifth grade. I didn't know that. He was funny. He was hilarious. Yeah, Scott He did. And he was on – He was on. Um, he was so – well, that's the, the thing. He, he's explained it to me. The best part was like he was just always laughing because it was so obvious he was gay. <laughs> and, you know, back then you, you couldn't – everybody knew, but that's what he was laughing at. Like right. even when he was in Bible by Birdie, he's like, oh, honey, I love my family. <laughs> you know me, wife and a kid. <laughs> he was explaining why it was funny. Like, he was making fun of all of us. Right. Like, they were yeah. like, wait, how is he a husband? And when we had his TV series, The Paul Lynn Show, they would seem like it was making, what, wouldn't it be great if I had a wife and kid and we're just pretending I'm totally straight? <laughs> Well, but think about what Bewitched was. Bewitched was really just a, it was about gay people. You're so, I never even thought about that. You're so right because I was just saying they, you know, the girl who played um, Esmeralda. Oh, no, no, that was uh, Agnes Moore. No, the the one that played um, the the aunt, uh, whatever, the one who's in Greece. Yeah, yeah. This is why I know for now. Uh, Um, uh, Alice Ghostly. Yes, yes, yes. Who. Paul Lynn stole her, his cadence from Alice Ghostly. Because you'll notice they were both on Bewitched and they both talk like, oh, last kid. They both talk like that. And I've heard Paul Lynn stole. And no. She was, oh, no, he it's was a fact. Doing, I now, read it on Wikipedia. Paul Lynn <laughs> So it's a fact. No, but consider what the conceit of Bewitched was. It's a slightly magical family living in a neighborhood that nobody was like. And, and it was during a very repressed time in the 50s and 60s. And they had to keep undercover. They had this secret that they had to keep undercover. They had all these fabulous relatives, right? But there you're was this... so right. I never yeah. thought because you're talking about Esmeralda. You're talking about her mother. You're talking about Paul Lynn. You're talking about Doctor Bombay. All gay. Uh, all gay. Doctor Bombay is my favorite in Titanic because <laughs> he has the best line. He goes, "Well, I've said it before, and I've said it since." 
Women and machinery do not mix. <laughs> I couldn't even believe Dr. Bombay got another role. Ver- I was the thrilled. The straight version of that was I Dream of Genie, which was a, a straight A male fantasy. Male fantasy. You're, right. Uh, right. Done right. by Sidney Sheldon, who just wrote stuff like that right. all the time. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Just a, a total male fantasy about a guy that all this genie wants to do is have sex with him. And he's right. like, now, wait a second. <laughs> yes, master. We, sh- we can't because and that'll be awkward. she was this va-va-va-voom lady. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, like, she's like, right. and, th- and then they even had those episodes where she had a sister who really wanted to have sex with him. Like, it just got worse. Like, let's get somebody who's even more sexual and we'll give her black hair. Exactly. This is what I play when I want to cheer myself up is this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm with that gay kid. Remember I was telling you about oh, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hi. Hi. My name is Greg. This is it. Yes, My name is Larry. Hi. A great pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> so, what are you drawing? Oh, I'm just doodling. That's a Hitler mustache. That's Hitler hair. What's a Hitler? Hitler was a bad man. A bad man? Very bad man. Yes, he started a war. He didn't didn't really care for Jews. He thought they were a bit much. I would kick his butt. Bit much. Would you? Yes. Good for you. What's that? What are you watching in there? Project Runway. Good show. And what do you like about it? The fashion! (laughs) The fashion ever. You like fashion? Yes, I do. Hmm. Ooh, what's that right there? Oh, that's called a uh, swastika. I like how the lines just go straight and then up and then down, straight and then up and then down. It's beautiful. My birthday's coming up in a week, so can you get me one? A swastika? Yeah. I, I don't know, Greg. I'll have to think about that. They should start selling them in every gift shop in New York City. Yeah, I don't think Jews would like that. Get a life, Jews! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, is your mom ready? <laughs> I, I play that all the time because, first of all, that if that kid isn't gay, he's the greatest actor of our generation. <laughs> Uh, but I have been told, and I've done a lot of research on it to find out whether he is the greatest actor. But like Susie Esmond, who's on the show, has told me, "Oh my god, that kid's so gay." So uh, fucking gay. But to know to act that way at eight. So uh, now you reminded me, and I told this on a, a Comedy Central uh, comedy show I was on many years ago on television. You, me, and Scotty were with a, a bunch of gay guys, and we we're going around the room talking about. And this is also going to sound awkward, and you guys are going to look at me funny again. But um, I'll take that risk. Uh, and we went around the room talking about. The way I'm explaining it sounds horrible. When we all first found out we were gay, <laughs> there was nothing I could do. I was in the you know place, so uh, I didn't have a story, but the other guys did. Do you remember this? This dinner we were at, and you guys all went around the table and you said like, "Here's when I knew. Here's when I knew." But Scotty had the best one because he well, knows I knew I was, knew I was uh, gay in like third grade. And we're like, well, how did you know? He goes, because the teacher was talking about Judy Garland and how she was a junkie and a heroin addict. And I stood up for her and I was it wasn't her fault. It was Louis B. Mayer. He gave her the pills. He made her take them. So he that's knew he was right. gay when he stuck up for her. Right. It was my, one of my favorite that's stories. Right. Like, that's when you know. But Wait, are know. you gay? No, but I play one on TV. No, I know, but everybody thinks it's just over. I don't, I don't know why you anymore. say everybody. Th- none of us think you're gay. Thank you. That's the kindest <laughs> well, thing anyone's ever said to me. First of all, that's me. not something we're not saying. Well, none when of us you're think older, you're a thief. And we're saying uh, none of you <laughs> think you're gay. <laughs> why did I ask you to be on this show? <laughs> uh, 
No, I I don't know why. I, because you're, when you're old and you're single and you, you know you have it, no, but you know, nobody. You were not. I'm old and single. And nobody I mean this I'm in the most superficial well, manner. Everybody probably thinks you're a lesbian. For you, tell me, Yanni. Right, I mean, but when you're like, fabulous like me. You're not fabulous. Shut That's up, the William. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, like I said, everybody. I'm not fabulous nuts. either, but you but are fabulous. There is a you know, people will assume I'm gay faster than they will you. I wouldn't oh. have known if he didn't announce it the second I met you. <laughs> I, I know no gaydar. Does. You wouldn't really know. No. Look at this. Guy. No, I get that all. No, I, I get I that all the time. I can't spot toupees or like unless you're flamboyant. I yeah. I, don't I can't know. spot that. I'm always bad with that I'm too. Bad with that because that's why I was thinking of getting one. But it seems like everybody else can spot toupees, yeah. so it's probably best not. No, to. I can never tell. I would I like mean, to get some more hair. Unless it's Bobo, you can tell Bobo's. Bobo's oh, Bobo from the Howard Stern Show, yeah. yeah. But... See, I can't. I wouldn't be able to tell if no, somebody didn't tell me that was would. a tube. I would not know. It's like black that like wings that come off of the and his hair is gray in the back, Ugh. like shorter. You know, I know it's awkward, but I I swear I would not know. I'm like really bad with that. I would not know, but I can usually tell when somebody's gay. I think you know. Sometimes. You can't these days, especially. I don't think you can. I no? mean, if it's guys like. Standing there, talking right. like that. Right, right. Of course, I know. Well, that yeah. Well, that's flamboyance. But yeah. even just sort of a, um, like you can tell. I don't know. I maybe I. I don't know. What does it matter anymore? Too? Yeah, I don't of course it matters. Sort of, but it's nobody weird, likes but homos. <laughs> well, there's just so many like hot gay guys in L.A. that yeah. you're like fuck, and then you they start talking. And I am like, not one of them. Yeah. So that's <laughs> well. It's funny. It gets worse because you know that kid from. Uh, uh, the Daily Show, Hassan Minaj, I think is Hassan yeah, Minaj, yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm. Really good looking Indian guy. And I was on the Comedy Central uh, serious radio show, the Comedy Seller uh, radio show. And I just, I was like, Jesus, you're the most gorgeous looking. Like, I just couldn't, <laughs> he's so good looking. I couldn't take my eyes off. It was like amazing. I was just like, I want to come back in my next life as that guy. You know, I tell told me the other day he had this like beautiful girl with him at the. But cellar do you actually day. imagine his penis in your mouth? No, and I've okay, thought about so this before, and that's I've gone. Usually, a good indicator. That no, I never not... ever think that way. In right. fact, I've gone through this before, and I'm like, why aren't I married? What's the matter with me? Am I gay? Yeah. Uh, and I've gone through it, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. Like I can look at an attractive woman and, and acknowledge she is a hot woman. I can, but there's Thank nothing you. inside of me that wants to be inside of her. So it's not like there's no like none of the other stuff means like it is meaningful to me and i think the same thing with you just because you happen to buy into our culture like you happen to be pretty good at you know it took a long time super gay shit well actually it probably wasn't until i met you where i'm like ugh, i guess i'm gonna be dealing with this forever so i might as well be <laughs> well i was in musical theater so i only knew gay i'm like oh my and they were like practicing and this is 1982 they tell you this one kid in high school that's gay there were like right, seven right. of them or like ten of, you know and i'm like what the hell is going on why are they flocking to me <laughs> and then, you know, then I met Alan, and then I met right, you, and I'm right. like, oh, forget it. There's no way to win. That's why I wouldn't become a theater major. I just, I was like, it's too many gays. It's just, I can't handle it. I wasn't ready. And back then, nobody told They had the one ABC after school special that had, like, the one gay kid going through problem. I wasn't prepared for any more than that. And he kept it inside, the way it should be. <laughs> and everybody's out, and everybody's parents are okay with it. It's not right! That's not Listen, right. old man. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't let you uh, talk too much, but I didn't want to do the typical interview okay. where you do all the imitations because I feel like that's all. rude, but yet I do want to hear more. Yeah. Are you well, doing the Howard? I, You've said it all. I've said it all. <laughs> can I just ask a question? I noticed, is it part of, if you're an impressionist, are contests a thing? I noticed you've mentioned, like... She's been on two television they, they contests. They found me. I, I didn't, yeah. But I, is that, if you're an impressionist, is that one of those sort of things that you, is that a... a, a, a 
uh, a common um, way to perform now to be is it a, to see who has know. a better I don't really know I'm kinda, oh, okay, okay. Like, so I'm kind of out of the loop of you're established now they, so it's I, I, a... I kind of got spoiled because I moved here and people were like oh come do my show at the belly room oh come do my show oh, here because nice. they had just heard me on nice. Howard right. oh come on America's Got Talent come on the Dana Carvey show now all those offers have completely gone away and now I don't do shit anymore I sit on my couch and watch Narcos every night and don't uh. do anything because I'm like I'm not going to go to fucking open mics I've been at the comedy store I've been right. at the belly right, room right. I'm on the no, Howard Stern show I'm not fucking waiting behind 15 right. comedians in a room full of comedians and everybody hates me and hates each other like so i don't want to do it anymore right so right. i'm kind of like i'm just doing voiceover now that's and really, that works well that yeah that's good you, isn't it that, yeah no 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 it's great but. it's very profitable as well but but do, do you want to do stand-up i comedy? like performing I, mean, I do like being on stage I, I i do like it but i i i cannot drag my ass out at night every night gets old to the yeah, wee hours yeah. with miserable comedians and they are all miserable and David, men shut up. <laughs> and i just can't i'm too old i don't want I, I totally understand i have the exact same problem i go in and out of stand-up all the time um you know and i just go through i'm like the reason the people that we know that are very very good like Atel and sour they they really worked at it they, they went really out every did. night and they wanted to be stand-up them. comics, and they love doing stand-up mm-hmm. comedy. When I was with them, I never liked it. I just mm-hmm. liked comedy. Yeah. But stand-up was a, a way to do that and to meet really funny people. Um, but it was just never the nightly grind was never for me yeah. ever. And but that's how you that's how you get do to it. be successful. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you know sometimes I can be good. But without I mean, Vanessa knows, she's seen me just be horrible. <laughs> After the show, she you know, it was my manager, and she's just like, "Your stand-up's not it's not um, it's not good." Uh, I'm not sure how else to put this. My sister said it to me the other day when we did Greece. I always open up the show for seven minutes. This is at the Comedy Cellar, and then I have a comic warm up the show. So I warm up, and I'm doing stuff. With the owner, thank God, loves. I'm like, now in the $6 million man, what that show was, and I'm doing stuff for this, and nobody's laughing. And then Dan Natterman came on, and my sister was like, see, now then, when he came on, I realized what a stand-up's supposed to be. And I'm like, thank you, Beth. Thank you so much, you fucking, um, you know, but that's my sister saying it. So, yeah, no, it's it, it takes a discipline. It does. And if you don't want to be stand-up, but you want to perform, yeah. it's trouble. But can't you do... Certain people, like you said, people ask you to not just the belly room, and I know you're probably talking about Roger. I guess he has some connection there or something. But mm-hmm. aren't there other people you've met along the way that just say, "Can you? I'm doing this show tonight. I'm doing that show, so you don't have to wait." And they used just... to ask me, but nobody asks anymore. How is that possible? You're know, amazing. It's all died. It's all gone away. No one asks me to do anything anymore, so I don't do anything because I. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to market myself. I don't know how to push. I don't oh. know how to do that. If you ask me to do something, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do your show. I'll do your podcast, whatever. But I don't have that drive to like get myself into things. Like I, I just don't have it. I but never thought a, I'd be it, doing this It's shit, amazing you know? too, because like, you know, you're on the Howard Stern show and you know, unless I'm crazy, I mean, people don't know what to do with some, like I want to, I want to be on TV. Like I want to, like I do, I've done some TV stuff. Like I want to do that, but no, what are you going to do with a girl who does impressions? Now I'm in that box. Like, Oh, she does amazing impressions, but that's all she can do. What, what is it? What is anybody going to do with but me? No one knows voice, what to do with me. You're doing voiceover. I'm doing work, voiceover. And there's I mean, so like, much. So are you stuff. seeking animation? I do uh, animation mostly. Right. Yeah. And, and that, is that, does that, does that, are you established in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, No, that's all working what, out. So, uh, I mean, what, to other people, you're, you're also, because so many people are trying to get, in, get yeah, to no, where no, you're I've at there. Yeah, no, no, I've been very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have this guy coming in tomorrow, you know, who does, you know, he does uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, like, which, uh, 
animation shows have you done? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I mean, you know, I've I've done some voices for Family Guy. Oh, you have? Oh, right, I saw that in the IMDb. I uh, yeah, that's fantastic, right? I mean, that's super fun. I did Michelle Obama, and I did. They wanted like um, they wanted uh, Meryl Streep, but in Ricky and the Flash. You know how they do those? You know how they do those obscure cutaways? My favorite movie in Family Guy. I know. So it was like that. I don't even know the movie. It's with it's with her and Rick Springfield. Excellent casting. Yeah, oh my god! I mean, gosh. just she's terrible. Only somebody who worshipped Rick Springfield could possibly even know that it existed. <laughs> it, it's horrible. It's hard. It's like what they did with Al Pacino, where they just have these aging rock stars, which is kind of funny because that's what I did when I first came out. I made a, a show about an aging rock star, but I I played it. <laughs> and then like you know, it didn't work. It hasn't worked for anyone ever. Right. Maybe Dennis Leary in that show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, but okay. I don't know. But. uh that's so. And what other ones did you do for Family Guy? Um, I love that show so Trip, much. Trip Tank on Comedy Central. There was a big one on Fox called Golan the Insatiable that was on for a season. Um, that didn't get a second season, unfortunately, because it was really funny. Uh, Moonbeam City. Not not huge ones that anybody would know. Just like oh, but if you're um, on Fox, that stuff all. I mean, it pays. Yeah. Okay. So Nickelodeon, you, Harvey. Beats, you can make a living at it. Uh, you need a fee. Wait, did you say Nickelodeon? Which one? Harvey Beaks. Oh, I thought you were the Harvey Danger. I was thinking I was, no. we just, I was just with the guy that um, produces that show. Yesterday. But I'm on two huge things that are coming out next year that I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, that's what I thought. Huge that's why I asked you politely. Things. Really? Yeah. As animation or on camera? Both animation. Huge things. Well, two animation and one sort of on camera, but you'll only hear me, I, and I can never tell you what it is. Oh, that's, but <laughs> that's, that's the thing good. about Hollywood. You can sign all yeah. these NDAs, and you You're can't say anything. that even when it starts airing, you won't be able the to tell? The movie I can't tell you, but the cartoon, the cartoons I can tell you. Well, the one cartoon's going to be announced next month from DreamWorks, and then the other one, I can't even say what company it is. And, but huge. But and huge. Huge yeah. for your career. Oh, hopefully, oh, I mean you don't know. Like that's you just don't. Hear. You just don't know. You right, think. Like, I right. mean, I thought like, oh, America's Got Talent. Everybody's gonna. Nah. You know who contacted me? A, a guy who manages cruise ship comedy. Like really? that's the only person that reached out to me. Yeah, not but you knocking get a that. Out of it. I, I know. I was like, <laughs> should I do this? But then I'll be away from LA, and I won't have any. I won't be able. No, to... never do cruise ships. I know. What are you talking about? There? It's a kiss of death. Oh, all right. Yeah, my friend, my friend does it, and he's a great impressionist, but he can't get off those fucking See? ships. That's what happens. You can't, you cannot get out of it. You can't get out of yeah. it. Yeah, and they just um, suck you in forever. I know. And uh, it's a it's a decent way to make a living, but it's uh, also not. And I've heard it's just they don't really treat the acts very well either. Yeah, you get Legionnaires' so. disease. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta be with all either. those old people all the time. Oh my. But anyway. But no, you, but the good news is you're doing very well. You just you'd prefer to be performing more live I'd than prefer to be on a animation. TV show. No, I I like doing voiceover. It's it's a lot of fun. I just need more of it. You know, but I for I've been here 6 years. I'm doing things that people have been dying to do for many more years than that. So and I'm you're very regularly lucky. on the Howard Stern show. I I'm, I do voices for them like a monthly, and then okay. I when I go back to Jersey, I always tell them, hey, I'm in town, and then we I usually go on the show. I do that too, and they're just like, so? <laughs> I'm like, I'm free, you know, next week. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah. we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, that's, I don't know. I, you're, I, I think you're terrific. Everybody in here Thanks, thinks Dave. your invitations are really, really great. Thanks, and like I said, you have... You know, it's not just the impressions; it's also the material, and it's really, really great. And it's um, and we can't wait to hear what the next next year's projects are. Though. I know yeah. it's exciting. You heard it here first, kind of, right? Sort of, <laughs> just kind of, just kind of. <laughs> um, you do Chris Rock too. 
I mean, I did it in, <laughs> I did it in like my, I submitted for SNL a couple of years ago and I did it on the, did you see the YouTube thing? Is that what you're talking No, no, about? no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I can't do it right now because of my voice, but yeah. Uh, Roger told me a bunch of stuff oh. to the, the obscure ones. Like he said, you do more obscure ones. Are there other obscure ones? We're going to go soon, but are there um, other obscure ones that I might've missed that I would die if I didn't ask you? And then like, you know, our mutual friend hears it and he's like, what the, why wouldn't you ask her about that? <laughs> I know he is going to say that no matter what I do. Uh, our mutual, that's how we met. I the met Roger, this guy. Uh, What's the difference? <laughs> you're like the worst co host ever. <laughs> you know, you're the best. How do I do? Oh, but uh, you know, I auditioned for Saturday Night Live back in the 90s. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I have my contract. Remember, I used to use it as a coaster? Um, I had a con- you have to sign a contract for back then, five years, I think. When, yeah. when did you audition? Oh, just a couple of years ago. Right. So before you tape. went on, did you sign it? I heard it. I didn't go years on. Now. No, they submitted a tape, my tape. Oh, and I that's... auditioned and you had to sign a five year contract before you had your final audition. What? Um, so I kind of knew they were looking for a black guy that year because it was Tracy Morgan. Um, I know this sounds horrible, guys, but um, <laughs> and I'm not going to get out of it. It's just right. it's going to sound racist no matter what. Tracy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you the way of the world. I knew they were looking for a black guy because we were at that comic strip and the lineup was always white, 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 black, white, 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 black. And that day it was black, white, black, white, black, white, black, white. So I knew something was up. I'm not saying it is a bad thing. I'm just saying it's the way it was. They knew something was fishy. But that was the year they got Tracy Morgan. So clearly um, they, they didn't care for my Ruth Gordon imitation. You believe that, William? They did not care for my Ruth Gordon imitation. To the, and then you know, I'm giving him the Ernie Douglas. I'm giving it to him, and then I'd appreciate. It. Well, gee, Uncle Charlie, and, and no laughs. No Edwin. No, I did the Edwin. <laughs> no, they love that. Oh, you know what? I auditioned for Crashing. The casting director found me out of nowhere and asked me to put myself on tape for that. I know you were in it. I was. Yeah. What happened? Gina Gershon got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, I, you know, I'm sorry. When you said it, I thought you would have auditioned to be a comedian. She was just a. It was a regular part. No, it a was regular not. acting job. I'm saying. Oh yeah, she was wasn't a, playing a comedian. No, no, no. It was just oh, that, oh, yeah. that, oh. So, but if you get submitted for stuff like that, that's terrific. I mean, if you're getting submitted for the same stuff Gina Gershon is getting submitted for, it's going to work out. That was out. only once, though. It never happened again. It was like fluke. Out of well, nowhere. you know, work with me here, Rachel. I'm doing the best I <laughs> I'm can. I'm trying. I, I don't know what. And I mean, I'm I, the one who's always down on myself. Come on, lighten I'm, I'm up. Trying. You're, you're wonderful, and you look really pretty. So oh, everything thanks. is good. So Listen, that is the end of our show today. What? Even though I always want to end with the Smoking the Bandit theme, this is the show. Rachel, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad I let you talk for two minutes or so. <laughs> and, um, no, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are a delightful thank person. You. It's all going to work out. It already has worked out in many ways. You belong in L.A. L.A. hasn't eaten you up and swallowed right, you whole right. like it did to me. Uh, and, uh, William, thank you so much for being my co-host all this week. Thank you. Just like the old Mike Douglas show. As you're doing, and uh, I know you can't tell us the uh, the projects you have coming up because they're special. But do you have anything that you can tell us? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. I don't even ever. care. I hate social media. That what? Aww. I said like follow me on Twitter, and then I'm like I don't care. I hate social media. I need a date. I need a boyfriend. So if anybody's oh. listening wants oh. to be my oh, boyfriend, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Right. Look at us. We're all straightening our ties. <laughs> Push up. He is jumping up and down. He knows, he's working it. He's working it. He is very attractive. Like, I can't deny you are a very attractive man. Oh, I shouldn't. Have, oh, no. I keep doing the gay stuff. It's like too bad. Can't get over it. Like, 
But uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll find that. Oh, it's hard for a girl out in L.A. to find a boy. But so I got to say, I think it's very easy to find a girl if you're a boy out here. Yeah. Well, especially I, I really just feel when I come out here, I, you know, I can work it out. But in, in New York, it's a disaster for me. I don't know. Maybe I should. Well, there's more girls. Yeah, there are, yeah. and they're and they're very desperate and looking for action. Yeah, and if you got so money, I, thank God. Doesn't matter what you look Gene, like. You should already. Ha- you live out here. This should be working for you already. Soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have you been out here? Forty-five days. Oh, no way. Oh. So really? It, so soon is correct. Forty-five days. Oh, From where? Fresno. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, Fresno. That's like nothing. That's like living out here your whole life. Right, right. Yeah. No, so that's like us living world. in, say, we live in New York, but we grew up in a 30 mile radius of where we grew up. You yeah, know, exactly. we live in a 30 mile radius. Anyway, Rachel, thank you so thank much. You. William, thank you so much. Thanks, David. Red, Jean, Vanessa, thank you so much for a wonderful Yay. day of podcasting. We'll see you next time on the Nightfly. Good night, everybody. <laughs>